This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. Yeah, two more matches. Some things you can't hide. I wanna know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. Um, we're back again with our I guess now monthly show since we've already passed weekly, we've passed two weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> we're like a conjugal visit now. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we, uh, wait, what kind of podcast, podcast is this? What uh, am I signed up for? The once a month one with good behavior. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Do I get an extra Rice Krispie in my lunch bag? No, but you'll get an extra biscuit, maybe. Oh, Jesus. Biscuit? Listen, I, I, pre, we pre-showed and we talked about tumors. We talked about Arnold. And we talked about banging our housemates. So I don't know how this podcast is really going to go. Hey, hey, if I throw out hey. an occasional Arnold, don't blame me. It's you know, you like, know what? We also talked about NDAs. <laughs> well, I already broke that rule, didn't I? Yeah, you already broke that rule. Also, selling my stock. Oh, yeah. You're about to get fired by the board. So, anyways, we're back tonight <laughs> to talk about probably one of the shows that everybody's watched and probably watched twice and did less complaining on this one than they did in the previous one. And that is mm. Obi Wan. And we have brought our basically knowledgeable guest on tonight he knows all about stories he has the jedi books and all that he's referred to as many as a super gamer but to the people of the city he is a <laughs> jedi on the streets and a sith in the sheets so oh, shit. All right. welcome oh, wait yeah. how are you doing sir it's good that's why i have four kids I know. I think the joke back then was every time you won an Apex match, you had one. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, nobody can give you shit about being a virgin in a Star Wars fan. You're like, no, man, I got four of them. Yeah, I got right. a, I got a pot of younglings I, I kept alive when the uh, I got proof. went down. I got right. proof. Yeah. You know, I, 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 made, I made four kids when Order 69 went down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and when they get bad grades or when they don't listen, Order 66 them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude! It's funny. The kids will bust out in Star Wars like lines sometimes. And they'll look at me and just go like, "Dad, do it." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. If, cool. if you're like a, if you're like the quintessential, you know, uh, Star Wars fan, your wife just tolerates it, you know, and you're, you know, the kids are at grandma's, and it's like you'll have your night to yourself, and it's like. She's like, "Order sixty nine. You're like, "No, I'm sorry. Order sixty eight. I am very tired." <laughs> good, good. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Is that we're calling it now? The hate? It's something All else right. flowing through. <laughs> yeah, right. It's those midichlorians. Yeah, right. Oh my right. god! What is this podcast? It this is, is my fault, isn't it? Uh, you know what? Things happen. It's fine. It's, hey. <laughs> It's just the way of the force. It's just right. the way of the force. Oh <laughs> it's it's just what happens. Just let it's it like, flow. Honey, it's just me and you. She's like, no, there's another. I'm like, what? What? Right. Oh, God. Huh? 
a moment of force. The force is with me. <laughs> <laughs> I am one with the boner, and the boner is one with me. I'm one with the boner, and the boner is one with me. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad Donnie Yen didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't see that. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, all right. Wow. So, all the, all the jokes <laughs> to start this off. Uh, yeah, Obi-Wan. So, for our guests, like just overall, like basic, non spoiler thoughts of the show. Like, were you hyped going into it? Were you oh. following, you know, basically, what was your level going into it? Going into it, I was super hyped because Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite Jedi. Like for the for the longest time, I think it was uh, Luke, just because I, you know, had a similar upbringing as him, just a farm kid on the farm. Moisture farming. I, so you liked water. Yes, it was and very much in the desert of West Texas. So shooting your oh, shooting wampas oh. or shooting uh, what you call it the T sixteen. Yeah, yeah. The line. Womp rats. Yeah. Womp rats. I wouldn't say rats. wampas. I'm like, oh, you're shooting yeah. wampas in your T sixteen, you're hardcore. No, it was it was very similar. So like I like Luke was the man for me until you know you, you had the prequels come out and then Clone Wars and mm-hmm. and then Rebels and just getting to see the Obi-Wan go from young Obi-Wan to Clone Wars Obi-Wan to Jedi Master to like for real Jedi Master and Rebels and getting to see that transition through all like he had so many opportunities to turn to the dark side that he probably could have been justified, but he never broke away from it. Never. And I think think that's what I liked about him so much. I think what kept him in check from doing that was, you know, basically him never having to pay a bar tab. Because we knew, we knew Obi-Wan knows, he knows how to drink. He knows how to handle that liquor. Right. He knows how to handle that blue milk. I have serious questions about the Jedi order, actually. (laughs) You have serious questions? I do. Because okay, and okay, let me ask you then: Do you subscribe to the idea that it's more of a religious cult, or is it like um, it's not a cult? I'm sorry, it's not. A, it's not a cult. <laughs> That's what a cultist would say. <laughs> All right, easy Scientologist. All right, so what what is it then, really? And no, I'm kidding. I'm gonna mess with you. No, because no. I'm. I know you're, they're not supposed to be romantically involved, right? And they, one of the, of the arguments they, they can be they can be romantically involved. They, I mean, there's even Jedi that were married and had kids. It's just you cannot form attachments. So a good example. Oh, so you got to be a deadbeat father when you're a Jedi. <laughs> no, so a good example oh of that is, is Obi Wan. Like he loves Satine, yeah, but uh-huh. he wouldn't allow Maul to manipulate that love and that connection to drive him to the dark side. And so he even sees the love of his life get like slaughtered right in front of him and he oh, never yeah. like his line is you know um what is it he says you you may uh you may kill me but you'll never destroy me it takes strength to resist the dark side you know so break his stride anybody gonna hold him down yeah it's i mean I, that's that line is just amazing because you know you think about it like he's holding true to the faith if you will you know yeah oh wow like I was gonna make a joke about masturbation, but you know, I, mean, I was just you know, <laughs> it got really real really fast, and so, I, you know, I just yeah. figure you know, like if you're not supposed to have relationships, surely you can you know, spank the you know, spank the wampa or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that that is. This is the intriguing most... conversation. This is yeah. I, I I'm. <laughs> you have some really weird questions you got going on for this. 
I was just going to talk some shit and be funny. Uh, no, and, uh, I, I got it on my system because I, I really do want to talk to this show because being that you're a hardcore fan, I know that I know that a lot of people liked it, but yet again, the the the, the vocal minority had a lot of problems with it, and so I wanted to see what your thoughts were on some of the things about that. Well, you know, I think a lot of that people shut up when they got toward the end of the show. I and I think I, I talked about this. Um, on the Bindu podcast where it, I, I think the one thing that people have forgot about because of Netflix and releasing everything at once is you don't have the opportunity to binge watch. Right. So it's just like, kind of like old school TV, right. Where you have to wait yes. and see what's going to happen. You can't just start making all of these, like you can't, you can't be making all these things like, Oh, this is a horrible show. And it's the first episode. Like, yeah, no, you get, there's story that's being built. There's, there's a, there's a direction that's being built and you have to wait. True. And, you know, like, so like if you watch stranger things, you can binge it. Right. So if one episode's kind of, eh, it doesn't affect your whole view of the show. Cause by the time you binge it and get to the end, you're like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I think yeah. Obi-Wan was, was done not episodial, but done all at once we would have never have heard any of that, but true. I do. Yeah. I do think like, it is actually good that we have an episodial because it gives you something to like talk about. It's like water yeah. cooler talk, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it creates, it creates more uh, people researching, people looking things up, people, you know, hyping themselves up, people creating their own fan theories, their own uh, endings in their own mind for what they think will happen. Fantasy uh, booking, if you will. Basically, I mean, I mean, look at all the Marvel shows. How many times was yep. were people waiting for Mephisto to show up, or thinking <laughs> that he was going to be in you know, Wandavision mm-hmm. or show up, and he yep. didn't happen, and and you know it's not going to happen. So, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I like the episodial one shows just because it gives you hype. Yeah, uh, it's just fun because you yeah. you're left on the cliffhangers. Like, I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones, but like when Game of Thrones would come out, like, dude, when when that day it came out everyone was watching game of thrones that night like oh, no yeah. one was doing anything else because you're hanging on the edge of your seat to see what happens next yes and i th- i think after you got to about episode four and obi-wan that's the way everyone felt it's just yeah. you had to build up to that story to about yeah. episode four and then everyone was like yeah this is really good this is a, this is a really good they, deborah chow did amazing this is great you know yeah um it's just those first two episodes it takes a little bit like the first episode's kind of eh. second episode you're like all right this is going somewhere like the world building had to happen yeah yes i mean yeah, we I haven't agree. seen obi-wan in 10 years so they had to do something to to show us what was going down in his life you know yeah exactly yeah. you know he he works at a yield long john silvers yeah i mean fish. <laughs> fresh fish <laughs> but i mean well so like going into this one I know a lot of people, uh, especially some podcasters in the Cross the Streams media community, were happy that it was finally a show was finally not on Tatooine. Until you realize the show started off on Tatooine (laughs) and ended on Tatooine, but the rest of it was was elsewhere. Yeah, Yeah. of course it's it's Obi Wan. That's where it goes. Where he's at? Yeah, that's where it's at. It's the chosen planet of the Star Wars galaxy. Pretty much. 
I mean, that's where all the drugs are at. It's it's the Columbia of it's Star Wars. Almost, it's almost like where all the, the it's scum It's crazy. Scum villainy are. Yeah. Tatooine yeah. used to be a very lush planet. So that's what's crazy about it, you know? Oh, really? Like there's some yeah. backstory there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, the trees that talked about in Boba Fett. Like that's yeah, you, part you of didn't, it. You, you didn't watch Boba oh. Fett where they kept talking about this used to be a lush, watery planet? And I honestly forgot and... that that was Tatooine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget? It's like... 90% sand. Yeah, you see hey, sand. Look, there's sand riders. Look Go over there. Sand. Listen, listen. Hey, look, okay. there's a moisture farm covered in sand. I've been to I've been to I've been to the galaxy uh what's look, called it, at Disney World, so Palace. I was hoping it was um... what's that? It's on top of sand. Oh, man. <laughs> right. You know what they build out there? Sandmen, not snowmen. Sandman, yeah. It kind of goes back to my other thing. Also, my theory about uh, Jedi masturbation. Like, if if you're out in the you know out in the desert, you know, and you, you know, it's like you, you know when you go to the beach and you get sand in your crack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you want sand on your balls, sand on your you know on your gooch and stuff like that? No, you don't well, want all that shit. You know, Chris, I'm glad you said that because that segues into our advertisement. If you got sand on your balls, Sasquatch <laughs> ball. No, we don't have any. Advertisers? No, we do not. No, no we don't. Oh. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> That's my wife making sure that she com- comments on it from the other side of the house. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. But, but but anyways, I mean, honestly, Chris, I'm I'm a little disappointed with your with your masturbation sex jokes for Star Wars, and yeah? you didn't and you didn't even bring up Jar Jar Binks with his like elongated tongue. Is that a masturbatory thing, or is it? It's a missed opportunity like... thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's a missed like, opportunity. I mean... What are you doing uh, with your tongue, yeah. Aaron? Like, I mean, jeez, yeah. You know I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Fuck, man, are you Gene Simmons over there? Yeah, I got two kids. All right, okay. <laughs> what is this podcast? <laughs> you started it, and I'll just finish it. You just well, well, I bet you that's will. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God! All right. Yeah. So, so basically, for Obi Wan. <laughs> The, the, the series starts off with ba- like him basically doing his job. He's undercover. He's working at a butcher shop, doing his nine to five, taking the bus home, stealing some office supplies and scraps. You know, that's basically of stuff. Dolly Parton from nine to five. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He, he is the uh, the workaholic or not, not really a workaholic, but like the office worker. The only thing he's missing is his cup of coffee to keep going. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really sad to see him because he it, it, you can definitely tell he took a hit mentally, you know, like sure. he believes his best friend's dead. And he's like, a Jedi Order failed. I never thought yeah. I'd see this happen. And, you know, even are we talking spoilers here? Yeah, we, yeah, we can talk spoilers. Okay. This show's been out uh, for a while. Uh, even when another Jedi comes and seeks him out and is like, well, what happened to you, man? Like, he's like, it's mm-hmm. over. Like, go like. The time of the Jedi is over, which is something very similar that Luke says, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went from being a high ranking general to actually sleeping in a bed in a ship or in a room or somewhere to now sleeping in a cave, walking on sand where everywhere is sand and cutting up fish. Yep. So that was his life. He thought he was just going to sit there for the rest of his life and watch Luke grow up and then hopefully train him, you know? Yeah. 
And then oh, yeah. you see him build the toy, you know, the, the little Easter egg throwback with the little jet, the little spaceship. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah. As, as a, as a, I think my daughter actually pointed that out. She's like, oh, that's the jet Luke plays with. I'm like, how do you know yes. this? Yes. How do you know this? Did she really say know? that? Yeah, she did say that. Oh my God. Then I have a newfound respect for, for the <clears throat> kids' obsession with Star Wars. Holy crap. She, she loves her Star Wars. She loves it. Yeah. yeah she, she pointed it out to me, and I'm like, how do you know this? Because yep. after each episode, we'd watch like the Easter egg videos, the yep. try to see tight things were tied. And uh, she, you know, before we watched that, I'm like, wow, that's uh, awesome. You need to get out more. She does. No, yeah. I'm just joking. No, she loves yeah. it. And we, she's probably seen, oh, geez, each, probably each movie at least three or four times each. So, that's awesome. uh, Big fan of it. Big fan of it. But yeah, we see that with Obi Wan, and you know, we see him doing his daily routine, and then that runaway Jedi, the one in hiding, comes out. Uh, I forget if we're introduced to the Inquisitors uh, before this. Yeah, they they come looking. They hear there's a Jedi, and they visit the cantina, and mm -hmm. that's when they see like a saber slash on the wall, um, and then they kind of sniff him out, you know, and he's yeah. on the run. So. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just really cool to see just how hopeless Obi Wan had kind of fallen. Like he had, he had, he was the dude, right? He was on the High Council. Yeah, he was up there, you know. And it's it, it, it's just cool for them to be able to show that, like like even someone that high up is dealing with a bunch of stuff, you know. Yeah, and you think about all he's been through. I mean, he's been through like Maul. He's been through Anakin. He's been through. The Clone Wars, he's been through Satine dying, he's been through Ahsoka leaving, he's been through like so much, like the, the killing his best friend, you know, or he thinks he did, you know. And then now he's stuck with like, I have to make sure this kid gets raised up and doesn't become another Anakin. Yeah, you know? basically doesn't grow into the same cycle over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. So Crazy, yeah. Man. And and just you know, seeing the Inquisitors come in. Because, you know, I had watched Clone Wars pretty much like you have probably eight times. I have watched Rebels, which is probably, you know, you've done that like 16 times each. Love Rebels, yeah. <clears throat> and to see them come in looking like they came out throughout the, the, the episodes of Rebels, they look almost identical. Yep. Especially yeah. with a uh, second sister there. Yeah. Uh, I was... Oh, with Riva? Yeah, with Riva. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just loving that because they again they look like they just came off the small screen yeah uh, with all the detail and everything and even the attitude that they had that they brought in there um it was it was great i mean what, like, what were your thoughts on that i i really liked it i i was hoping i'd get to see the grand inquisitor in action early on yeah i didn't get to see too much early on with him um but like i liked the initial start because it was really cool. It was a really cool tie-in for all the Rebel fans, right? Because mm -hmm. everyone knew who the Grand Inquisitor was. If you read yeah. any of the 2017 Darth Vader comics, you knew who the Grand Inquisitor was. You knew who, mm -hmm. how close he was working with Vader. So, um, so it, it was it was really cool to finally see them on you know like basically a big screen, I guess you could say, yeah. like on on the TV screen and and not in animation but live action. 
So I have to ask this because, like, because because you saw Grand Inquisitor on screen. Yeah. Which one basically made you come out of your seat more seeing them on the screen for the first time? Grand Inquisitor or Cad Bane? Uh, you know, I when I first saw him, he he. I think Cad Bane for sure. Okay. Cad okay. Bane is just really cool in Clone Wars. Um, yes. And in Rebels too. Yeah. And he, that was he's, probably unexpected, right? As far as him as Cad Bane popping up, like no, I really expected that, right? No, no. I mean, there was there's there was a lore that was supposed to be a, the original episode seven of Clone Wars, where it shows Boba Fett and Cad Bane having a showdown, sh- like shootout, like kind of like he does with Hunter and Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, okay. And what happens is, but young Boba Fett goes on a drawdown with him and is not as quick as him, like almost the exact same speed as him shoots him in the head and he shoots Boba in the head, but that's where Boba gets the dent on his helmet from Cad Bane shot. Um, And so that was kind of like the unwritten lore because that was what was supposed to be, but it was never released. And then uh, Filoni basically confirmed it because if you watch the Bad Batch, when you first see Finnick and Cad Bane fighting each other, you see a metal plate on his head. Yes. And so you're like, okay, so that had to have happened. He had to have gone in that that showdown and that that gunfight. And then when you see him again in Boba Fett, he has a little plate on his head right here, you know, under his hat. So, you know, and that's why the whole showdown again. And he's like, he's like, you're not faster than me. And he's like, but I have armor. And he's like, remember what happened last time? You know? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, like, yeah. I, I just remember when we saw the Green Inquisitor come in, Gwen freaked out. Yeah. But uh, but, but her thing was, oh, he looks a little different because of the shape of the head. Because, you know, and yeah. the, the series, he's got that giant Jimmy Neutron head. Uh, so longer, I get, longer, I get, like, longer, taller, and yeah. very skinny face. Yeah, it's the same race that you see in episode three of uh, Revenge of the Sith when Obi Wan goes to Utapah yes. uh, before he fights Grievous. It's that same race, but like it's a, like a lot of people have been saying in film is that like uh, like Ahsoka, you couldn't make her headpiece as big as in other films because she's got to move around and she's got to fight and jump and yeah. So the the prosthetics of the face have to be fit better. practical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be better practically yeah. better. So. But yeah, so like at that scene, we, we see them, you know, basically sniff out or weed out the little uh, the Jedi there that we saw at the beginning. Uh, and they take him out. They straight up yep. take him down uh, and uh, make an example out of him in front of everybody. Uh, and I remember also we got uh, in the first episode, we got our look at uh, Owen and uh, oh, what's his wife's name? Brew. And Brew. Yeah. Yeah. And they look just like like younger versions of themselves in a, a new hope. Yeah. You know, really good. And good I faces really, are. I, I think out of all those actors, I did like seeing uncle Owen and I did like probably the, the fifth brother, which is, you know, the, the bigger guy that's with the hat. The, yes. <laughs> those, those were some of my favorite. Cause he is like a beast, man. He's yeah, just, he is. you know, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like he was, he was very similar to Vader in his fighting style and things like that. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
and it's also cool to see the hat when he's like flying down with the, the spinning saber. Yeah. Uh, to, I don't know, like glide or s- slowly descent. It's weird how they do it in the, in the, the rebels cartoon. So those sabers are specifically built to help like have little propulsion so they can do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I, okay. I, I just thought they were like spinning as like, you know, helicopter. Yeah. No, they have like propulsion on them to help them with that. That's why like it's so important to have that wheel attached to it and everything yeah. else. And so that's why Kanan and Rebels was like pink. And he was like, crap, I'm screwed, you know. Yeah, pretty much. I gotta be honest, one of the things I, I, I kept having to deal with in my mind as I was watching the series progress is that I was like, there's nothing on the line for these characters. Like I know they all survive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's the the one downside is if you're if you're familiar with the series is you know it's going to end with Luke surviving. You 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 don't have the peril of knowing is Luke going to die. You know, well because, both Luke yeah. and Leia, both Luke yeah. and Leia. I mean, you know what yeah. happens at the end, and the only character that the only characters that were expendable were the well the ones they introduced. Yep, yeah. Reva, basically Reva and the Grand Inquisitor. Well, not even the Grand Inquisitor. No, not even him. Yeah, even, as yeah. it turns out, yeah, yeah, right, because he shows so up later. Reva, yeah, Reva, the robot, and the other, the other Inquisitor. I can't even remember their name. You know, the well, one with Reva, the manacles. Yeah, that that Inquisitor, Reva, the robot, and um, the former uh, Empire soldier. Yeah, that turned. Uh, wait, what would you call it? Un- yeah. underground railroad work yeah yeah uh, where they basically had the secret passage for all yeah. the force sensitive children yeah yeah i mean those are really the only ones that were introduced that could be uh taken out yeah now, that's, that, that was just my problem i guess i was just like okay well then what's on the line you know what i mean but like that didn't take me out of the story i was still like okay cool this is really good you know like i enjoyed yeah. the crap out of it yeah, yeah i think okay. it's Mostly for like, it was also for new people, you know, but yeah. I, I will say that I was really excited to see more of Darth Vader's fortress on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. It was, was like cool. episode three. Cause you don't yeah. get to see much in rogue one and the stuff you do see, you're just like, this looks awesome. I mean, you see the stuff in the comics, but to see it on the TV screen mm-hmm. and get yeah. to see his throne and like, dude, you're just like, dang, yeah. this is and That's awesome. what I told my wife when that showed up. I was like, oh, they're going back into the comics. And that's another thing, like, uh, you know, the, I remember when they bought, when Beast, or when uh, Disney bought, you know, the whole Lucasfilm thing, they were like, oh, we're, we're getting rid of all this, um, all you the know, extended universe and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know, they keep pulling from that. And I was like, I guess so. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Filoni now is head of, of all the storytelling at Star Wars, so like it has to come through him, and he's always been a really big fan of Old Republic. Now, EU oh. is also kind of like the Wild West of Star Wars, right? Anybody could write anything, and then people yeah. just write around it. And, but like, yeah. but Old Republic, like he loved Old Republic, like Revan and Malak and all of that Star Forge and all of that stuff. He loved that stuff, so. He loves bringing references in from old lore to kind of solidify it's cool, it. Yeah, you, yeah. Know? you kind of bring it all back. And there's so cool. much work that was put into that with all, so many new creators. It was like, yeah, what a shame for it to all get, you know, shit came. Yep. You know? Yeah. Well, my, my hope and, and uh, you know, my, my thing uh, is that I'm wishing that they would do something with Dash Rendar. Whether have an animated movie of Shadows of the Empire, Ooh, yeah, or do something with that character because he was pretty cool. He was like the the cable 
of uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. He was like the cable. He had the shoulder pads. He had the big gun. He was like he was the cable of Star Wars. I remember seeing the toys. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want them all. Oh yeah, the toys were cool for him. And uh, I, I just remember the game when you fight an IG unit uh, in the junkyard in that game. Oh, that was a bitch to fight because yeah. because he would taunt you as he's walking toward you, yeah. like call you meatbag and stuff as he's like firing on you. And it's like, oh, wow. really? Come on, yeah. you've got you've got like yeah. super shields and you're calling me meatbag as you're walking toward me, <laughs> shit firing. Wow. Yeah. 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 Hated that character. Fun game, except yeah. for the except for the uh, the uh, the speeders part. Any part with speeders, in it, I hated that part. But exactly. it's a fun game. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, you know, we were interested that they take out the Jedi. Um, we kind of see o- Obi Wan and uh, Owen butting heads, uh, o- like Owen yeah. not wanting anything to do with the Jedi, not wanting anything to do with the, with the rebellion. Basically, just wants to be a simple moisture farmer and be left alone. That's his thing. He just wants to be left alone. Now, get away, Obi Wan. Scram. Shoo. And uh, Obi Wan's trying to—he's trying to hold his uh, duty down, you know. Goes to work, cuts meat, comes back home, all of that up until you know he sees that body hanging, and uh, yeah. Reva and Reva kind of senses something's uh, amiss out on Tatooine. She's got yeah. that. She's got that sense. Where uh, she's got that same sense that Cal Kestis has, where she can touch objects and sense things. Yes. So, oh, that's yeah. the redhead guy from the game, right? Yeah. yeah. I yes. still haven't played that game. I don't have time for games. I wish I did, though. Hey, it is free on Game Pass right now. It's awesome, man. It's a great oh, story. Dude, and you know what? Cool. I'll eventually pick that game back up when I'm done playing Call of Duty or when they release a new <laughs> Call of Duty game. And I don't want to buy the game. Yeah. So I'll pick that one back up. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a fun game, though. Definitely worth playing. Uh, yeah. And you'll and you know what, Chris? When that kid finally comes and you're up late at night because you can't sleep, you know what you're going to do? Watch videos of other people playing that game so you know what's going on. <laughs> I was about to say, there's a strong possibility of that or just be behind on, on deadlines and keep working. Yeah. But, yes, either way. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I'm envious of you guys, man. That you have you can dedicate time to video games and just get away oh, with it. Not a lot of time. <laughs> not a lot of time, but it's, it's – it's a, it's a balancing act. Yeah, it oh, definitely yeah. is. I'll just say this. If you're going to play a Star Wars game, uh, Squadrons is fun but very frustrating, uh, yep. especially if, if you – can't get the aiming right uh battlefront one was okay when you did the verses two is much better <laughs> two is much much better fallen order is a lot of fun we and... just have fun with uh with the force unleashed games man yeah those are a lot of fun too yeah basically if you like devil may cry you'll like those games am i am i remembering that terracotta academy or whatever it was the the fighting game with rose colored glasses or was it actually a good game or the what? the battle it was like a, it was like a fighting game. The one for PlayStation? Yeah, original back in the PlayStation. Day. Yes. You know what I'm I about? never played. I never played that one. It was something. Um, God, what's America? I can't remember right now. I remember it. There, I remember there was like a fighting game that was a uh, Star Wars fighting game. It was I like just, uh, something of the Terra, something other Terracosa, something. I don't know. But anyway, I I figured you guys might have played it. No, I, I didn't play it. That was pretty cool though, because you could beat Wade probably with played it. I don't know what game that is. <laughs> it, like oh, it was man. like it was like a battle arena Toshinden with Star Wars characters. I actually I never played that because I didn't play a ton of um, fighting games. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I vaguely remember it only because uh, when I worked at Blockbuster, nobody rented that game. And really? so we put it so we put it up on the sell table and we put it up there. It was originally 25 bucks. And it finally sold when it hit, I think, $8.99 is when it finally sold. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Masters of the Terrace Kasi. Terrace. Star Wars Masters of the Terrace Kasi. Yeah. Interesting. It was dope, man. It was fun. I liked hmm. it. Okay. No, I just have my local blockbuster in our area. Nobody rented that game. And so yeah, because, it went, because it went, I think, like a year without being rented, they got rid of it because no. nobody was renting it. So uh, that's what happened to it. On the other hand, uh, Super Return of the Jedi or Super Empire Strikes Back on, on the Super Nintendo, both of those were getting rented left and right. So, I played those a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I played mm-hmm. those too. played those too. Yeah. So those got rented a lot. And they never... I think the only, the only time they ever put those out for sale was whenever Blockbusters had to get rid of the Super Nintendo games. That's when they finally put them out. So it's it, it's a thing. But yeah. there is a new Star Wars game coming out that's sort of like uh like Overwatch, correct? Oh really? Uh, oh, that's a mobile game, Jedi Hunters. Oh, that's a mobile game. Yeah, they'll come out on Switch and a mobile. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like an arena shooter. Yeah, yeah, because you got like you have a yeah. Wookiee in there, and you've got like these three characters that stand on top of each other's head, like Ed, yeah, Ed, you... and Eddie. And then you <laughs> got a you got a few of like a droid that uh, has like a lasso or something. I forget. Yeah, about. some Jedi and Mandalorians as well. And some, yes, yeah, yes. So it's 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 a mobile game. Only a mobile <laughs> game. Uh, that's kind yeah. of a letdown. That's yeah. kind of a letdown. Uh well, okay, let's get back to the show. That that I'm was that sorry. was a weird that was a weird off track on, no, on that. Man. Weird off, it's okay, it happens. Uh, that was weird off track. But basically, uh, you know, things are getting set up. We see we see a little uh, Leia, you know, talking her trash to her cousins, her cousins talking trash to her, her uh, adopted dad telling her, you know, don't worry, one day your cousins are gonna bow to you, type, you know, speech. And uh they're really setting up Leia as this, you know, she's already got the fire. She's already the spitfire. And yeah. she's also got a little droid too, you know. And, Lola. Yeah. And, and every Star Wars series, either the, the psychic hero or the hero to be always has a droid pet or sidekick to them. Yeah. Luke Marketing, had R2. Luke had R2. Ray had BB-8 for a while. Uh... uh Chopper was a friend to everybody. Was he that. a friend or was he a death robot? <laughs> Chopper, <laughs> Chopper was a well, Chopper was the grumpy old man friend. He yeah, it's funny though. Man. He wants to kill everyone. It's yeah, like he does. <laughs> if, I think if he's gr- like he's like the Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. yeah, he, like, he, yeah like, was, I'm a dick, but I'm a friendly oh. dick. Like yeah, I was about Chopper. to say he's the Grand Torino. Yeah. of uh of droids. Yeah, yeah get off funny. my yard. Yeah. You Jedi, get off my shit. Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then you had a what was the name? Vance or Vec or the one from Resistance. He had the little, he had the little droid too. Yeah, I didn't watch Resistance. It it was okay. It was okay. I tried to watch it. I couldn't get through the first episode. So wait, you wait. You didn't watch a Star Wars series? I never watched that one because I did. I couldn't get through it, man. I was just like, this Uh, is not for me. You just lost. So many kyber crystals. It's not for me, man. Yeah. You know what? We watched all of it. Um, 
I will say this. The first half of the first season is very difficult. Very difficult. Once you what get past that, once you get past that, it gets a lot better. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and then when they, and then when they introduce Hondo, because Hondo cameos. Hondo is, is always fun. Yeah. When when he starts cameoing, it gets much better. It does yeah. get much, much better. Uh, but uh, it is it is a difficult start. It's a yeah. difficult start, but it gets better. So don't don't be too hard on that show. I'll just watch the synapses on like YouTube or something. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you could do that, but you're missing on some of the smaller details that will pop up later on. Not I'm not going to lie. It, the, it was started off. It started off really hard to watch, yeah. but it, it, but it ended it so well. It did. And it did end really good. So it, nice. there's a balance. There's definitely a balance. I still need to finish. I still need to finish visionaries. So on that visions one. is really good there I, I mean there's probably like three that i really liked and then there's others that i was kind of like eh but um actually uh the first episode Roman, mm-hmm. i have the book that i'm reading oh and nice it is awesome like i'm about a quarter of the way through it and it's like really really cool i know the guys that are listening can't see this but there is a, a really cool cutout that comes into it of a samurai the ronin Oh, that's pretty cool. And um, there's also a really cool map or another cool image of the Ronin uh, right there cool. as well. So Okay. Oh, it's a pull-out poster. It's like yeah. a pull-out, pull-out folding poster. That's yeah. pretty cool. Now, did you buy the shirt and pop two-pack of that uh, set? I wish I could have. Oh, man. Yeah. I- I'm just throwing this out there, but uh, any uh, Funko collectors who happen to go by Target Apparently, Target is clearing out a lot of Funko things to crazy prices to get rid of them. Dang. Uh, uh, I had bought, I just bought a, a Jurassic Park or Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic Park, uh, the, jar, the giant pin. They marked it down to $5. Crazy. It was originally $20, it is now $5. So it's, can't see the light, but I got, I got the spitter dinosaur. The That's awesome. Dinosaur. Um, and they had a lot of those those uh, pop Funko Pop sets, like the, the two packs and everything, for nine dollars or less. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah, get them while you can. You guys, if it, since we're talking about Obi Wan as well, make yeah. sure you go check out the comic Obi Wan comic. There's three issues out right now. Okay, uh, it's set before, right before Obi Wan, but it gives you a lot of really cool history and backstory. Like a lot oh, this of is really the new cool series. Stuff. It's not, it's not yeah. the Obi Wan and Anakin uh, team up. No, there. not that one. It, this was the one. It's set um, with old Ben while he's watching over Luke, and he's kind of remembering, and it's going back. Um, and there's some really cool stuff with Qui Gon. Uh, there's some really cool stuff with. Uh, just read it. It's okay. good. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but to kind of jump back into, I know we keep taking sidetracks to this. Yeah. This series, it's my but, fault. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet and listen. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, like you know, Riva's basically saying that someone's here. That you know, she, she she knows something's here. There's someone here on this planet. She has that sense. And what we learn is that uh, Vader has been hunting Obi Wan down ever since he got burned. Ever since he got toasted up, he's been hunting him down. He's been looking for him. All all you know, all eyes out for uh, Obi Wan. 
Reva's also looking for him too. She is also in the hunt for him too. That's where we kind of uh, get the uh, the strong revenge, the strong act of revenge for uh, for Obi Wan. And so everybody's hunting for him. And then you know we get the build up with Leia with her with uh, Jimmy Smith's returning to play her dad or adopted dad, which I was going to say this about Jimmy Smith's for the last like fifteen years, he's looked sixty years old. Yeah, <laughs> he's looked great. He's been he looks great. He's been sixty for like the last fifteen years. It went. Like, I saw him show up on Sons of Anarchy. He looked old. I saw him show up on another show. He looked old. Now he's showing up here, reprising his role. He looks old. Hey man, uh, I wish like, uh, uh, we let us all hope we age as finely as Jimmy Smith is because yeah. given the fact that he's 176 years old, he's doing pretty well for himself. It look he looks good, but he just looks like he needs some sleep. He's he doesn't have like yeah, that. he doesn't have bags underneath his eyes. He's got like a full set of luggage underneath there. He he just needs some sleep. Oh, don't worry. It it, it only gets worse, Chris. That's fine. <laughs> it only gets worse. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Whenever that kid arrives, it only gets worse. But uh, he shows up. Uh, we, we, we see Leia, you know, defying her mother's or her adopted mother's orders, not getting dressed, having decoys out there, which is what her own mother did. Uh, you know, nod, nod, wink, wink. You know, runs in the family, genetics. Uh, and we see her take off in the woods, something that she's done several times. But this time... The Somebody was waiting for her, and that yeah. person <laughs> flee was flee from the red eye chili pepper. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Imagine running onto the woods to go play with your little bot that you built from scratch. You know, basically yeah. building your uh, live action Tamagotchi, and you run into flee from the red hot chili peppers. Listen, you know, you don't mess with flee, man, because he's going to call you on your shit. And if yeah, you're even chicken, his dentist doesn't from your job. You know what I mean? His dentist. What's the matter, McFly? So uh, the first thing I thought was like, is this back to the future? Like, I'm looking at Flea. <laughs> yeah, it's Flea. I'm, that's what I said. I was like, that's Flea. And my kid's looking, who's that? And it's like, oh, you, you don't need to know about him yet. Don't don't yeah. Google search him. Do not Google search him. <laughs> exactly. I, don't, I don't want to see. I don't want you to see the socks. Don't Google oh, search God. him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, they kidnap Leia. She puts up a decent fight, you know, as much as she can. They kidnap her away. Uh, we, we we send we we see uh, her adopted dad send out the message to Obi Wan. Hey Obi Wan, you're my only hope. Please come help me. Oh, you know some some rehash storylines or is it rehashed when it's done in the prequel? Or is it's it nostalgia? It's an, it's a nostalgia kick, man. Or is it prehashed? I don't know. But oh, uh, he 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 asks Obi Wan for help. Obi Wan has to rush out to get Leia. And that's pretty much where the story starts is Obi-Wan really on a rescue mission to get yeah. Leia. Yeah. Yeah, it really, really picks up there. And that's, I think, where things start to get really, really cool. Like, yes. I mean, when he goes to the planet where she had been kidnapped, I can't remember the name of the planet now, but when he goes there and he sees the veteran clone trooper this Leia sitting there begging, and he looks at him and he gives him a different look. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he recognized him because I believe it was, he was in blue armor, right? Which is the five Oh first, which is mm -hmm. Anakin's company. Yes. And he, Anakin's master was 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, he would have known that a hundred percent. He would So now, when he looked at him, I think he realized, like, ooh, is that Kenobi? Should you know? that have been a yellow suited armor instead of the blue? The 212th from uh Kenobi, uh I don't know. I mean, I guess Bad Batch will tell us since Cody's going to be in the Bad Batch and we're going to see what happened with the 212th. Mm -hmm. Um, But it makes sense that the 501st was kind of just like chunked to the side after everything, you know. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. but uh, It definitely does. I mean, I loved it. I I loved the subtlety of it because it was like he knew, but he was Mm -hmm. like at this point, like he knows he's discarded just like Obi-Wan was, you know. But it's also been 10 years, though. Yeah. It's also been 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, Obi-Wan has aged. I mean, they they, they put them, they heavily make up his uh, forehead to make him look older. Yep. They put those crow's feet underneath the eyes to make him look older. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, the beard was always, was it was turning gray anyways. The beard was turning gray. So. Yeah. But that was a good throwback. And I love the atmosphere of this planet. Yeah. All the neon. Very, like. Croissant uh, look like croissant, or... but but kind of like cyber Tokyo, like a cyberpunkish. Yeah, uh, very yeah. cyberpunkish. Uh, almost really almost like Nashida. Yes, like you know, like the Hutneys, basically just underbelly. Yes, like just like one big just slum of gambling and sin. Uh, <laughs> it looked great. It, no, it looked really great for that. Yeah, agreed. And you know, and. uh we see uh, Obi-Wan using his wits about him to try to uh, uh, find out where she's at. To yeah. Try to find her out. And uh, this is where we get... Oh, I forget his name. I forget I forget the comedian's name, but he was in uh, Eternals. Um, Camille, Camille Nanjiani, I believe. Yes, I like him. And just being a character that was made for him. That was yeah. a character that was made... That was definitely made specifically for him. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of people have expressed uh, distaste for Star Wars getting filled up with comedian cameos, specifically Bill Burr. I uh, love him. I think he's no, he great. Did great, man. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did too. I thought he did too. But you do have people who did not like that. Uh, they don't like the the comedian cameos. Nah, and I'm just I'm, and I'm just like you know just be glad it's not Chris Rock. You know, just be glad it's not him yet because he'll just be screaming and yelling at everybody. Uh, as he's running away. Well, I think it just makes a case for the idea that a lot of comedians grew up with the original trilogy, man. A lot and, of them are fans. All, all nerds yeah. in their own right, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a lot of them are fans. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, honestly, dude, like, if, I, if I were some kind of famous comedian, they were like, hey, do you want to be in a Star Wars cameo? Or you, I couldn't get there fast enough. Yeah. There's going to be an action figure Wars. of me at some point as yeah. well, and I want the toy. Yeah. <laughs> that is, he'll, hey, he'll either get an action figure or he'll get a pop. One of the two, probably both. Black Series Chris, you know, one of the you know, <laughs> come with a, my own special droid and everything. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you're like, yeah. So like, they're doing that. Um, he's looking to get a, a transport to what another planet or a, I try. I forget what happens here. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a supply supply cargo trailer thing, and it was they're going to that planet where uh, not Seth Rogen was um, transporting things on the little thing with here. Oh, the desert? You're, oh, you're like, oh, you're already jumping ahead to the, to the next planet. Oh, am I? My bad. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. That wasn't Seth Rogen. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, that was uh, Dr. JD. 
Yeah. Yeah. He made a choice there. He made a very conscious choice to sound just like Seth Seth Rogen. Hey, if you could sound like him but get half the pay, it works out for the producers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's hey, it worked it worked for uh was it the guy from Walking Dead who uh who did the role of uh, Red Skull? Uh surprisingly I know his name is Ross Marquand. Yeah, you know, hey, you get him to do five different voices for the Marvel Universe, and I only have to pay him once. Dude, he killed that voice, by the way. He did. He yeah. does. He's, he also <laughs> does a really good Christopher Walken, too. That's awesome. He does. So Camille Nanjiani, I'm sorry. It's I know it's our MO to kind of like just veer off. I know that's what we do. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to – I'm the one trying to write the ship now. That's where we're at this point. Now I'm the one trying to get me in check. Sorry. Hey. It happens. It happens. <clears throat> but the, like, the, but this is the city where they where he actually finds Leia, right? Or am I yeah. wrong? Yeah, he, he finds, finds her. her. They get a, They start to get away, and that's when Reva shows up because he's like she's being smart and drawing him out. Yes. Um, yeah. And I I love like that ending, right when they're getting away, and Reva shows up and tells Obi Wan he's still alive. Yes. And he's like, what? And just like everything changes and he feel, starts to feel things in the force, you know, and he's yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. Well, before that, uh, I, I, do, I do remember when Obi-Wan rescues Leia. Leia doesn't believe him. And so he's also got bounty hunters out, out for him, too, looking out for him, too. So you have Obi-Wan running from bounty hunters, also chasing a bratty leia as she's running off mm-hmm. to try to take her back home and also get away from reva so he's got all these problems he's single dadding it trying to get leia to listen and to follow direction it's not working it is so not working yeah and uh doesn't he hand leia off to uh to nanjami to get her to the plane uh not yet that's that's where I think he was going to it because like they had to separate for a second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They separated. And then as she got into the cargo ship, he eventually like gets away from the, um, all the bounty hunters. And then that's when Reva confronts her, confronts him and all that. And yeah, then in, in the warehouse, they're in the yeah, warehouse scene. Yeah, yeah. And like he learns Vader's Anakin. And then of course the thing that shocked me is what happened with the grand inquisitor. Like I was like, Oh yeah. Wait, what? That was left field. Like, Whoa! What? Hold on, that that's not canon, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All right, she tells him he's alive. We see the eyes open to end that episode. Yeah, and I think that was probably one of the probably one of the best cliffhangers that Star Wars has had. Yeah, with that ending, with that uh, that, that kind of end for a not only an episode but for a series to introduce the you know. I mean, we, we. I mean, we all knew he was going to be in the show, but yeah. that's and you know how what? they bring Justice him in. Justice for Hayden Christensen, man, get another shot at the character again. Yeah, well, because we open up the next episode with them, you know, memory, with them uh, training mm-hmm. in the past, uh, to kind of like basically uh, prelude to them meeting at the end of the episode. Uh, to, yeah. to do that, so we have that, you know, that that little opening flashback, and to be fair. Hayden Christian looked good. He looks really good. But yeah. he still looked a little old <laughs> for him to be a bad one. He, he, he still had that, uh, that, that uh, high school TV show teenager look, you know, where you're, you know, you're a 45-year-old person playing a 19-year-old. 
on Saved by the Bell. And uh, he was fighting uh, Obi-Wan, who still looked his real age, but it was supposed to be de-aged as well. But that was a good flashback. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really good to show uh, pretty much the same Anakin that we got from Clone Wars. The headstrong, head first, yep. doesn't want to listen, I know everything mentality. Yeah. So, and uh, that's where we began, and that was a good flashback. I think this... I think the flashbacks done like that were a lot better than um, Boba Fett's taking a nap in the Baptist tank flashbacks for, yep. half, the, for half the episode. <clears throat> I'll just say that. Uh, it just felt more progressive for the story. So what yeah. were your thoughts on that? On seeing Hayden Christian and come back? I, I absolutely loved it. I think I would love how the fans are treating him now because he got so much hate previously. Mm -hmm. um, and I, th I think he did fine. You know, it's like, yeah, Anakin is supposed to be kind of like Luke, like whiny, like arrogant. You know, that's kind of the way, like awkward. You know, that's kind of mm -hmm. the way he's supposed to be. And yeah. you know, I guess some people that weren't Star Wars fans as long as I've been just didn't realize that when the prequels came out. You know, well, um, I, and to kind of add on to that, what I see is the kids who are when. The, the kids during that generation, when those three movies came out, loved those movies. Mm -hmm. But the older fans, when those movies came out, hated them. And now, flash forward to now, you have the the older fans who grew up with the first three, or the parts one, two, and three, are now hating on seven, eight, nine. Yeah, and it's like a repeating cycle because my daughter, grew, you know, <laughs> she grew up with these three. She loves all of them. She loves all the nine movies. Yeah, and she loves uh, Rogue One. So I just think it's the market is for kids. So what you're and saying is the gatekeeping the is a tradition of gatekeeping. The gatekeeping is when it's essentially when fans turn 30, then they start to gatekeep the younger fans. <laughs> it's the 30-year-old <laughs> plus fans that start gatekeeping. <laughs> and it's it's like uh, a continuous cycle. I just yeah. enjoy it because Gwen enjoys it. And I have fun with right. her on. Um, yeah. I'm just excited that she's reading the books and everything, that she's really diving headfirst into it. Yeah. So awesome. Uh and so, but yeah, I, I remember all the hate that those th first three movies got, and now they're beloved. Yeah. I mean, and the I, only thing I didn't like in any of them was, was Jar Jar, but I could overlook that. The rest well, of it was great Star Wars. The know? funny thing that with that now is that now people have love for Jar Jar because of the hate he got. They they feel bad for the hate he got. Yeah. And so now they now they like. <laughs> yeah. Me so whipping boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's gonna get oh uh, go samantha uh, i gotta time stamp that oh we're gonna get canceled chris yeah. thank you for that yeah. what canceled <laughs> he was the, he was the, the scapegoat he was yeah he definitely was uh please don't yeah. be mad at me master he, he, i know he, my acting wasn't for everybody people master. blame the people blame the fa the failure of those movies on him on his character Definitely. See, I, I didn't think they ever were a failure. I just thought no. like that some of the stuff was just dumb. Like Jar Jar yeah. was dumb. Like I get it, but like George Lucas and his weird quirkiness, you know. Yeah, uh, there are some elements that I did not like. Uh, like yeah, Jar Jar I thought was a bad element. Episode uh, two was cool, you know, but you also have the awkwardness of Padme and and Anakin, you know, like the age difference. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's you know. a cougar in the car. Yeah. Oh, man. But there's a cougar in the car. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, one of the things we got to mention, though, and I think a lot of people forget about is that, you know, even like you said, George Lucas wanted to make some choices and do some things in these movies. 
at the end of the day, he still wanted to find new fans. You know, I mean, he still he wanted to yeah. create new uh, future investees, if you will, investors in the, the franchise. So, you know, it's like in wrestling. I know, and Eric can attest to this. I don't know if you watch wrestling or not, but um, a lot of times the, the product we see on TV is a lot of garbage because it's, it's not for us anymore. You know, what I mean, they they've yeah. already got us. Why they why they want to pander to us? Time to pander to somebody else. Well, they do yeah. pander us whenever there is a new set of action figures. They have the legends in there. And we're like, oh, yay. Bam Bam Bigelow with purple and black flames now instead of orange and black flames. you got to yeah. have it. And I get Here, it every take time. My, take my $30. Oh. Hey, and by the way, guys, on Disney Plus right now is Light and Magic. Go watch that. It yes. is so awesome. You were telling me about that. Yes. You were telling me about that. It well, it's is about, awesome. about like, all the special effects and stuff. It's about how Industrial Light and Magic got started and how it became the special effects of all of Hollywood. And that was started by Lucas because no one could do what he envisioned for Star Wars. And so they literally took a bunch of just random guys off the street that knew how to do certain things like a machinist or a cameraman or a special effects person. And they built cameras and everything to do what yeah. they could do for Star Wars. It's just, and how Star Wars even came about is incredible because it almost didn't happen. So that's sure. awesome. That, yeah. I, I, I did watch the toys that made us Star Wars edition. Yeah. And they're talking about that, and I'm like, "Wow, you gotta watch it, man! It's incredible. Oh, it, I love it. Incredible. it sounds pretty cool. That that it that does sound pretty cool. That does sound very cool. Uh, yeah. And to jump back to the show, uh, <laughs> back to the show, jump back to the show. We're doing we're doing our own Tyco and Nyko commercials. Yeah. Uh, midway through, um, yeah, like yeah, Reva is after uh, Obi Wan now. She knows he's alive. He's out there. Vader's after him now because you know Reva's reporting to him. The Inquisitor says, "Let's go tech something else. Let's go to deal with this other threat." And Vader's like, "No, Obi Wan. He lives rent free in my head. I've got to go get him. I got to yeah. catch this. I got to catch this guy. Let's go." And this is where you know pretty much the entire thing comes. It basically becomes Lone Wolf and Cub Part Two that we just saw with Mandalorian. So it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a fun adventure. It's a fun, hmm. thrilling adventure. Can, can we talk about when Riva starts to assault the, or, or I guess to back up a little bit there, we get on, you know, the, basically the little pathway of where all these younglings have been funneled to safe locations that are yes. force sensitive. Oh, and you see that Quinlan Vosk is still alive. Like, yeah, dude. Wait, was cool. that him? Was that him? That was Quinlan. Well, he wasn't in the show, but he read it and saw Quinlan Vosk. Yes, on the. And she the said, walls. "Yeah, she he helps us sometimes with these like young people who are force sensitive and things like that." Yes. And so that I mean, it, everyone assumed that he was dead because he he was basically he was a Jedi that could sense things that he touched as well, kind of like Cal Kestis, yes. and was uh, in the Jedi Order as basically like a spy because he yeah. could track people so well. Well, I, um, I remember him in this, the, the series, I think it was rebels. He was in rebels, right? Or was Clone Wars. Clone Wars. When he fought Dooku. Yeah. Yes. And Cad Bane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember him and, and because I watched Clone Wars much later than after it came out, when I watched him I'm like, Oh wow. He's like Jason Momoa, the Jedi. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's very cool. Definitely yeah. very cool. So I do remember that because of his character in Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was cool to see them mention his name on from the wall. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, because his story is crazy too, because like he, him and Obi-Wan became friends and they're very different the way they do things. And then as he goes on his, his task by the Jedi order to assassinate Dooku, he eventually falls in love with Asajj Ventress, who we know is Dooku's apprentice. Yeah. She dies. And then, you know, he went, he turned to the dark side for a little bit and then he is reinvited back into the Jedi order because of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And so it's like mm. really cool to see that Obi-Wan's like Quinlan Vosk was here. Like, oh man, like he's still alive. Like what? Like you could see just his demeanor change a little bit of like, oh, there's still some Jedi that are alive. There are. Yeah. Um, But that was just really cool, man. I thought that was awesome. So hopefully we'll get to see him eventually in, in something. Also too. And yeah. just to kind of start pull, like picking our favorite parts uh, from the show, because basically We've talked enough about it to get people interested. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. But let's let's start talking about some parts that were really cool. And Dude. I'm just going to say the town scene when Vader arrives in town. Oh, yeah. That scene oh, you, yeah. because you've Snap. never you've never seen you've never seen Vader do that. There's always been talk about how yeah. ruthless Vader is. He's this and this and this. And people fear Vader just on reputation alone. Yeah. But we've never really seen him doing anything except for force choke somebody through a television, you know, through Wi-Fi. It's yeah. only like choke somebody through Wi-Fi. To see him walk through a city street, pull people from their houses, snapping necks, cashing checks, all of that, calling out Obi-Wan, that's just badass. That was, yeah. it, that was scary. Yeah. Intimidating, but badass. You had one guy stick his head out to see what was going on and he gets snapped and he, like falls out the window then his little boy comes running over to him to crying and he that boy gets thrown against the wall. It's like yeah. no, no isn't it odd how it took Disney to make that happen? Yes. <laughs> dude, dude, and then and even the fact too, like what is he doing to Obi-Wan? And he's like lighting the ground on fire to burn him like he did him, and he's yes. like holding him in the fire. Like, holy crap. Yeah, man. this is how it kills like, you, bastard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just he just should have said, Obi-Wan, I'm gonna burn you. And not with yeah. words, but physically, I'm going to burn you. Yeah. And he just pulls him into the fire. I mean, dude, that mm-hmm. was that scene was awesome. And then <clears throat> I got to say the scene, too, when he's finally I think one of the coolest scenes for me is when he's like it's it's like a one two punch, right? Like toward the yes. end when he's hunting Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's smart and outwits Reva and realizes what she wants to do. Yeah. And then Reva tries to jump Vader. And Vader, well, even before that, when Vader freaking pulls the ship down and just yeah. starts oh, like man, yeah. annihilating it, yeah, you know, and then Reva is like trying to fight him, and he's just toying with her, dude. The way he just toys with her, I'm just like, doesn't even pull out his own lightsaber, you know? No, no need, yeah. Like, <laughs> he just breaks it and hands her a piece. Yeah. It's like, oh <laughs> it's like this guy is, God, man. But man, um, I mean, yeah. and a lot of throwbacks. Yeah. I know, uh, well, the, like the scene where, you know, Vader's burying Obi-Wan and because, you know, Vader finally has the high ground and yeah. he's burying him <laughs> only to have Obi-Wan take the high ground, rip it apart and then have the high ground, but not really have the high ground. So use the high ground to attack Vader with it. Yeah, when he sticks his arms out, like that was incredible, dude. And he's just like, oh, you know, it's like, 
it's 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 just insane. It's, it's just it's ah. and so I, many good power ups. So many good power ups. I think even with all of that, the part that got me the most emotional was the very very end, right? Mm-hmm. And he's back on Tatooine. And he's talking to Uncle Owen, and Uncle Owen takes the ship because he's going to give it to Luke. And yeah. o- Uncle Owen starts to realize, okay, Obi Wan's not as bad as I thought he was. And he goes, Ben, you want to meet him? And oh, I was yeah. just like, Yes, he does want to meet him. And then he <laughs> says the boy. classic line, you know? Yeah. Hello there. Yeah, exactly. You know. Like, so good. Uh, Honestly, I thought you were going to bring up the other ending, the the scene. You know, basically, what took you so long? The what took you so long? Oh, scene. that was real. I knew it was coming, but I, I think I have to give that one like the the relationship between Obi Wan and Luke, the mm-hmm. the tip, like because that was like just oh so good. Well, really people, good. I mean, people had heard that Qui Gon was going to come back. That that I think yeah. I think it was like one of the um, concept art pieces leaked, but it was like Qui Gon inside of a like the the armory or someplace else it wasn't on high tattooing it was someplace else as a ghost so people were semi expecting it but i think when they finally got to the end they're like okay qui-gon's not showing up yet and he's already meeting luke this is it yeah that was still a good end scene that was still a pretty good surprise end scene yeah and he walks i think he's walking down the same path that where him and uh qui-gon originally landed um or something like someone was saying it's either like where they originally landed on Tatooine when they first yeah. got there, or it was the pod racing area. I can't remember. Well, like the, I, the valley they're going. Well, through. I remember whenever uh, young Luke was running away, he was running in the same valley where the sand people were shooting at him in a new hope. Yeah. So, I mean, so there, yeah. there, there was that kind of throwback. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's just a great show. Yeah. Just, just oh, a great yeah, show. Absolutely. Chris, did you have a favorite moment? Uh, I, I honestly mean, yeah, I think Darth Vader going through town and just, you know, <laughs> so, so, uh, solidifying his reputation as being this, uh, just, you know, harbinger of doom, you know, uh, because for the longest time we were just all, we were always told how awesome or how, you know, horrible he was. And it's yeah. like, all right, well, it's it, now that we have everything technologically in place to do that, man, it looked really good. And I think in the way they filmed it and the way they did it, perfect. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, for the Disney audience, I don't think they were expecting that. No. <laughs> but but for the adults, we're like, yes, yeah, awesome. finally, yes. Uh, but yeah, that that was that was yeah that scene. I just I know it's never. I know a Funko Pop set is never going to happen of that scene because <laughs> they have like broken neck Funko Pops behind Vader walking. But that was still just a cool scene. That, would be that was cool. It was still so cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, so, Wade, how many Easter eggs were you freaking out about? Or references were you freaking out about in the show? And there what is... were some of your your favorites? And explain to us because we're not the super fans like you are. Like, like, give us some good Easter eggs or references, or some throwbacks. Man, I mean that's hard. Or um... your favorite, your favorite Easter eggs or throwbacks that you saw. I don't even know if it would be really considered a, a throwback, but like, I really love the connection that they did with when Obi-Wan's telling Leia about her, her, his real mother and father. Yeah. And oh, yeah. 
how that connects into Return of the Jedi when Luke asks her, "Do you remember your mother like your real mother?" And mm-hmm. I just, I just love how he has, she has that to pull on, and then flashes that she saw, um, like there was a statue I think of, that was on her planet where she grew up and stuff like that. But, but I just love that deep connection that they mm-hmm. did in that, like those things were probably the coolest things for me. And, and I, I don't know, I think probably the ship that he gives Luke was probably one of the coolest connections for me as well. The Easter egg, just because like, it's a little bitty prop that he plays with yep. that you don't ever see again, but it's, it's so interconnected and it's mm-hmm. probably Very one true. of my favorites. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So one question I do, I do have to ask. So throughout this series, this series, there were a lot of either unclaimed or uh, unserviced lightsabers. Did you recognize any of them that belonged to somebody else? Um, which part are you talking about? Either the like, hall of where the Inquisitors were at or that one box oh. of lightsabers that they had at the uh, the railway or like the, the jump station. I didn't recognize any of them because I didn't spend enough time looking at it in detail. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, when they were on the Inquisitor base and you had like all those forces and people stuck in there and you see one of the Jedi masters from Clone Wars that helped Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just, that was really cool as well. Um, but no, I actually never dove into seeing that. I was actually really hoping that they would show us Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber because the, the, the fan theory is, you know, Obi-Wan had Qui-Gon's lightsaber, and that's where Luke got his green kyber crystal from okay. for his lightsaber. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so I was really hoping they'd show that, but we never saw it. So yeah. okay. okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And then uh I, I, I honestly I was hoping that that one scene whenever uh, they go down to the basement of uh the fortress of the Inquisitor's area where you see the people frozen in the pods. Yep. That the boy, the youngling, was the was the same youngling, you know. Oh, you know, Master from... Anakin. What oh, did we do? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was yeah. gonna be him. I was hoping that was that was gonna be him, but it wasn't. I, I gotta say, I think my theory to why they have them in that is because they were harvesting their blood. I think they were even then doing the clone stuff that they were trying to do for Palpatine. Well, that oh, makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. It I, makes sense timeline wise. Yeah, I think you see it in Bad Batch. You see the clone facility that they're setting up for yeah. Palpatine, yeah, so that they that can try Batch. to clone. You know, so and some people are saying there's rumors that we're going to get Starkiller out of this. So that is the rumor. <laughs> yeah, that is really? rumor. So, so speaking of rumors, uh, what you, you must have some rumors or fan theories that you want to throw at us that that either you would want to see or that you've heard. I, I think my my theory or some things that I hope happen mm-hmm. is that I really think because the actor uh, Cameron, I can't remember his last name, the guy that plays Cal Kestis. Yes. Um, he he has signed a contract to be in live TV. Yes. Um, yes yeah. So we know he's going to show up somehow. And and, and they, they introduced his saber to the parks. Yes. His saber's now up to buy at the parks, too. Yes. Don't you love how that's a thing now? Like, you can get spoilers for what's happening with if Disney has it available to, to buy at the yeah. parks. The merch. <laughs> and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this means the next era that they're really going to kind of dive into 
is Cal Kestis and his story. Because mm-hmm. I think his story is he is so much like Obi-Wan in so many ways as well. Yes, he definitely is. And the same with Kanan. Uh, they're very they're all very similar, like the same tree, basically, uh, of masters. But yeah. um I I wanna see them. I think that's the next generation of Star Wars films. Okay. That would be, be a good one. That. that would be cool. Um, because I don't think they can really do anything after Ray. It's too polarizing, right? Um, I, I think where they, they should go is they should follow Cal. They should kind of go out and to do their own stories where things have not been seen. Maybe go out into uh, the own unknown regions of space. Maybe get back into the rack. Uh, was it the... I can't remember the the race of aliens, but there's there's so many different races of aliens out there that they could just discover that were huge threats in the in the New Republic. So, um, so I have to ask the the Fallen Order that happens after Empire or or not so, Empire uh, Return of the Jedi or before Return of the Jedi. It happens almost at the exact same timeline as Obi Wan. So okay. I think Cal happens right before Obi Wan. Okay. And so that's why I was really hoping he would show up in the film and maybe like, how's he going to get through that Inquisitor base? Oh, why don't you talk to Cal? Okay. Like, you know, but he doesn't know that Cal's out there, you know? Okay. So he doesn't know Cal's still alive. So I I mean, I would really love to see that they do Jedi Survivor and when they release the game and that story, and then that story takes them into the next phase of Star Wars and it's turned into like live action TV or something like that, that would be really cool. Okay. That would be um, cool. There's also a theory there's going to be a Vader spinoff, which that would be awesome. I, I don't think anybody hates Darth Vader. <laughs> no, think, no, they've, they've, done Vader. Some, they've done so much with him in the comic books that you could have yeah. him do his own little uh, series and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope they do something like that. But, but, um, but yeah, we'll see, man. And there's also, I will say this too. I have this on some pretty good solid information from a friend that used to work at Disney. Um, he's saying there will be a season two of Obi-Wan um, because when they have to put in for, I think you see like the Oscars, the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. they have to tell them if it's just a one-off or if there's going to be more seasons. And so Ooh. Moon Knight was one of them. And so it was Obi-Wan. So okay. there's going to be multiple seasons. Okay. Hey, I'm yeah. all for multiple seasons of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And so, which I hope will bring in Cal and kind of go that oh, yeah. direction, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got the next few sh- shows. We have what Mandalorian season three. We have Andor. Was it Andor? That's how you pronounce it. We that? have Andor and Bad Andor. Batch coming up yes. ne- next, and then Ahsoka um, the series, and then we have Mando season three, and then Ahsoka. So, so who do you see? Okay, who do you want to show up? Who do you see showing up? And who do you hope shows up? For which show? Either one of them. Andrew, I hope Darth Vader. I hope there's a ton of Darth Vader in that where he just mutilates some rebels, man. <laughs> right. You know? Okay. Because this is the older Vader where he just doesn't give a flip anymore. He thinks all hope is lost for him. You know? Yeah. You see him kind of conflicted in Obi-Wan. You do. Uh, you do. Um, but um, I would love to see Vader. In Bad Batch, I want to see more what happens with Cody. I really hope Cody actually gets his chip out of his head and joins okay. the bad batch. Um, Cody or uh, or uh, is it Echo or Deadshot? No, it's it's Cody. Yeah, uh, um uh, um 
he, he Cody was basically the commander for the 212th with with okay. No, I'm thinking of the sniper, the one because he still had his chip in. crosshairs. Yeah, crosshairs. Yeah, yeah. He still has his chip in. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't. He took it out a long time ago, is what oh, he okay. said. So, but um, as far as the Mandalorian season three, um, I hope we get a little bit more Luke. Maybe okay. in here. I really wanted to see the Mandalorians be built back up. And I kind of want to see Bo-Katan get put in her place because, like, <laughs> she has a very checkered past, man. I like Bo-Katan, but she has a very checkered past. And I I really hope that they make Boba Fett come into the series because he kind of owes Mando. And I hope they bring him in and he's a little more of a B.A. You know, like, let yeah. show us show us why he was the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy and, and trusted by Darth Vader. Like, show us that. And maybe go with the old lore and have him set up and have him become Mandalore because his adoptive father was the Mandalore, like in the, in the dark horse comics. So, I mean, what mm -hmm. if, uh, for Mandalore in season three, what if Sabine shows up or they introduce Sabine? Uh, That would be cool. I mean, because we know she's alive and you know, she's, she's going to be with Ahsoka because Ahsoka is still looking for Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah. Because she knows, like, hey, the emperor is probably she thinks the emperor is dead, so of course, the biggest threat to the galaxy is Thrawn. Yeah. You know, dude is brilliant, like, probably smarter than the emperor. So, he probably is, yeah, he probably is. And so, you did the smart thing and just uh, kind of hid in the background, yeah, let, let the emperor get taken out, and like, okay, my return, <laughs> yeah, my return, my right. return is imminent, yeah, uh, so, I'm here to stay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then Ahsoka, yeah, Ezra and Ahsoka. Oh, I want to see Ezra so bad, man. Or I really mean, he, anyone from the Rebels squad in in Ahsoka. I I mean, I would love to see Ezra eventually come in after maybe like a long time and maybe start another Jedi Order. Yeah. Not Luke's, but another, and they not know that there's any kind of connection there or anything like that. Okay. Uh, I would love to see that because like we already kind of know what happens with Luke's Academy. Right. But let's like, yeah, I think, I think the future in star Wars when it comes to like Jedi is Cal Ezra. And even though she's not a Jedi, Ahsoka. Like, yeah. I was I, about to say, I, it's, it's time to get away from the Skywalker lineage at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, what more can you really do with it? You know? Yeah. And you know what you could add to that to, to really, you know, Hey, you've got phasma that you could bring in to be, Give her finally the the limelight that she didn't really get. You have Star Killer that you she, that you can introduce and have in there. Um, the villain from uh, Shadows of the Empire, the, the Zizor or whatever his name is, Prince the, Zizor, the, yeah. the ponytail. What? Prince, yeah, Prince Zix, Zixor, Zixor, Zixor? Zixor. Yeah. something like that. Yeah, they got with the ponytail. Mm -hmm. uh, bring him in as a villain. You could like bring him in and you know have him set up. Yeah, get away from the Skywalker saga and uh, kind of. Build up, branch out more of the extended part. You know, this is a dumb question because I can't remember. But did didn't Finn survive this this last trilogy? Yes, Finn survived. So why can't we do something with Finn? You know what I mean? I he's done with Star Wars. He yeah. won't ever return. Really? He said, he said he'd never return. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess he's got all the money he needs in the world. That's good. Yep. Yep. So he he's a. Uh, 
yeah, he's done. <laughs> he he I, did not he's have got fun. some valid reasons. Yeah. You know. Oh, does he? Okay. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not. Quite he was he are. wasn't treated well, and then the whole thing with Disney not backing him up when they did their posters in China, and he was supposed to be kind of a Jedi and never really got to, and they kind of just made him kind of a whiny dude. You know, really? he got Ernie Hudson. He got Ernie Hudson. I didn't know yeah. all this. Oh my god. So. It'd be cool to see him come back, but it's not going to happen. No, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, kind of, kind of sucks. Same thing with uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, was it Rose Tico? The girl who played Rose. She yeah. Was like she's done. She's. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, role, Rose. I know people liked her, but she was just kind of pointless to me. <laughs> <laughs> that whole like casino thing was just pointless. Well, she. I think she was supposed to be the backup love interest that. Yeah. People kind of didn't like, yeah. And it's like I, I think she was a great person, uh, just that her character wasn't really. It, I mean, there's nothing wrong with her as an actor. Yeah. It's it's just like the the I did not enjoy the the story. Bad writing, just bad writing. It's, it wasn't even bad writing. It was just a not a great enticing story. You know, yeah. it's just okay. there's got to be some kind of stakes there, right? And it just didn't feel like there was anything at stake there. That's fair. Yeah, and again, that that kind of comes back to just again bad writing. You need need to have a better uh, setup to bridge the end and the beginning, Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. Uh, But she won't be back. Sadly, she will not be back. But I'm still going to petition. I'm going to start a petition for. Shows of the Empire, the animated movie or something <laughs> that needs to happen, that needs to get made. Dash Rendar needs to be brought to the light or he needs more action figures. One of the two. He, he, he needs more. Something like that. Black Series re-releases. That too. I want a Funko Pop with them giant shoulder pads and his little hand blaster <laughs> to happen. Those, the the Outrider needs to happen as a Funko Pop ride. Right. Needs to happen. So that will be dope. Yes. So Wade, thank you for joining us. For sure. It was thank a lot of so fun much. talking Star Wars and everything like that. Use this time, plug your stuff out there, your podcast, where they can yeah. find you, your Discord. Plug it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we got it. We got our own gaming Discord and the Star Wars Discord for the Bindu podcast. We do the Halo Infinite podcast. Uh, so if you like Halo, we, we talk about that as well. Uh, and you can catch me, you can check out our YouTube channel. We have tons of Star Wars content on there or uh, our streams over on Twitch. It's just the same name everywhere, Bealhorn Gaming. That's awesome. There you go. And yeah. like you said, if you want to talk about Halo, that's great. I will never talk about the show. Um, yeah. That. Master Cheeks. <laughs> Master uh, Cheeks. Wow. Ma- ma- Master No Helmet. Yeah. Uh, it's Master Cheeks. He's in the alternate universe. It's all about butt cheeks, man. Master Porn Stash. Because uh, <laughs> wasn't he from Orange is the New Black? I don't know. Hey, yeah. Orange is the New Green. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, I, I, I cannot get into that show. How, how hard I try to, I just cannot yeah. get into it. It was, yeah. it was difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. But yeah, thank you again for coming on. And one final question. Yes, Had, you. Okay, okay. You've been to Disney, correct, Wade? Yes. So... Out of all the Coca-Cola Star Wars drinks, the Sprite, the Diet Coke, the regular Coke, Coke Zero, which bomb or detonator is your favorite? Coke. All right. There you go. Thermal. 
Can't beat the real thing. <laughs> Can't beat the real thing. Yeah. So thank you again to come out. For go sure, watch. Man. Go go watch Obi Wan Disney Plus. Uh, you'll enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. It's what happens if you put a spaghetti western in Blade Runner. It is just a lot of fun. So go yep. check that out. And if you made it this is. far, I'm gonna give yourself a pat on the back for making it this far. And uh, tune in next time whenever we do have another episode. Don't know when that will happen, but it will happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. So, thanks, guys, and bye. Chris, you got anything to say? Exactly. All the ponchos. Yeah, go fuck. <laughs>